0: Today we're going to talk about Mark Ruffalo. What happened to this guy? He was an indie darling early in his career and it's like he's been eating the lotus flowers of the MCU and has never left the the island of lotuses if you if you know the reference to the Odysseus. Uh, So we're gonna talk about Mark Ruffalo today. Mark Ruffalo I find to be an interesting actor in that he's done some really iconic great work and then when Marvel came knocking. He never left. And look, I get it, man. The paychecks are probably really good. And maybe he finds super depth in playing the Incredible Hulk or the Hulk. But come on. Ruffalo, born in Wisconsin. He was born in Wisconsin. Good old Midwestern boy. You look at his IMDb, not much. He's in his mid-50s, but not much really. Nothing really pops until late 90s. Uh, he, he starts getting some roles like Ride with the Devil. <laughs> I remember that movie because it was like, Jewel? Jewel's going to be acting in a, in a Civil War movie? What? His big break really is You Can Count on Me. You Can Count on Me is the movie that he did with Laura Linney. And uh, she's a single mom. And he's like the younger brother who comes back into town. And, and havoc ensues. That's, I think, where he really gets on, on the map. And then you see him later doing other movies like The Last Castle, Apartment 12, Wind Talkers. Wind Talkers is the one with Nick Cage in it. And then you see a view from the top. That is the Gwyneth Paltrow airline stewardess movie. Not much going on there. Then he does probably one of the most controversial movies you got in the cut. This is Meg Ryan showing some skin when she's over 40. Fascinating movie. We're not going to talk too much about it here. Then he does We Don't Live Here Anymore. Uh, this is another what, a good indie movie that he does in 2004. He also does Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This is Kaufman's great work starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet where Carrie wants to erase his memory of her, and he plays one of the guys who's responsible for erasing his memory. Then he does probably his most pop culture movie. I suppose would be Thirteen Going on Thirty. He plays Garner, who's a future. I I, I think by the time this episode comes out, already a sexy Saturday. And he plays a love interest, but you know, the thing about the thing about Ruffalo is that he's just kind of like the goofy, like there's no sex appeal to him. There's I don't find anything interesting about him. He's kind of a little of an insul. And his character in 13 I'm going on 30 is like that. No charisma, no sexual attraction. He's just kind of a goof. Now part of it maybe is that that's the, the the character in the movie, but in a lot of his movies, he kind of plays the same role. Then he's got a supporting role in Collateral, the Michael Mann, Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise character. Then he's in a real bad movie, Just Like Heaven, with Reese Witherspoon. This movie goes nowhere. Then he's the love interest of Jennifer Aniston and Rumor Has It. That's a movie with Kevin Costner. It's kind of a ripoff off The Graduate. Then he's in All the King's Men, which is a movie that based on Robert Penn Warren novel, and it's uh, about Huey Long, and it's got a long line of well-respected actors are in this movie. movie didn't do that well, but again, he's doing interesting work. 2007, he's in Zodiac. He's one of the top villains in Zodiac, along with Robert Downey Jr., and uh, this is David Fincher, of course. Excellent movie, and he's great in it. He's great in it. He does Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom is, I mean, it's kind of one of those goofy, intrigue comedies, which is fine. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. It's good, but he's doing interesting work. He's doing interesting work. Later, he does the kids are all right. The kids are all right is the movie with um, Annette Bening and Julianne Moore, I believe, as lesbians who are wanting to have a child. Or I remember Mark Ruffalo is in it somehow. I think he maybe he's the donor. I don't remember, but you know, it's an interesting movie. And then, you know, he, he enters like the good point of his career. He's done a lot of indie work, but first he gets his first Academy Award nomination with The Kids Are All Right. And then he goes on a real good run here of, of movies. He's in Shutter Island with DiCaprio in 2010. Date Night, that's the rom-com with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. I think it's all right, but he's in that. He's in the movie Margaret. Then he signs The Faustian Pact. Here comes the MCU 2012. He's in the Avengers playing the Hulk. Okay, then next year, 2013, Iron Man 3. Then he's in Now You See Me, which is in 2013. That's that kind of magician, illusionist movie with a bunch of people including Jesse Eisenberg in it. Then he's in Begin Again. I think Begin Again is probably his best work of the last 10 years. That's where he plays kind of a down and out record producer and he discovers Karen Knightley who is a talented singer whose boyfriend is an is a up and coming famous singer played by Adam Levine. And it's kind of one of those movies that gives you hope because uh, Karen Knightley, he tries to like mold her into like being what the record companies want and she's like, I'm gonna be indep- independent and be true to myself. And it's an interesting movie. I think I think it's definitely a good movie. Then he gets a second Academy Award nomination for Foxcatcher. That's another Steve Carell vehicle. I don't think this movie is that good. And I don't think that Steve Carell nor Ruffalo deserve the Academy Award nomination. But hey, who am I to say anything? 2015, Age of Ultron. 2015, Spotlight. Wins the best picture. May and I talked about it. An egregious 2010 Oscar winners, spotlights mentioned in that one. Say what you want, but he plays an important role. He's kind of known for overacting a little in this in this movie. They knew and they did nothing about. You know, just I mean, fine. But he gets Academy Awards. So look, he gets three Academy Award nominations in five years. That's like Meryl Streep, esque Amy Adams. You know, around this time, Amy Adams is racking up a bunch of Academy Award nominations too. Then he does the sequel. Now you see me too. Then he's in Thor Ragnarok. Then he's on Avengers Infinity War. Then he's in Captain Marvel. Then he's in Avengers Endgame. Then he's in The Atom Project. Let's take a break. I want to know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life. To ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about a 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great Feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at The Eclecto Gregory on Apple or Spotify. And pretty much his career, he's in She-Hulk. He's in three episodes of She-Hulk. If you look at his career after doing the MC, it's, it's like almost like midway through his career that he signs the Faustian pack with Paul Feig in 2012. Okay, so you, you look at his like his breakout, it's like 2000, you can count on me. So that's 12 years, roughly, we're in 2023. You can say 11 years either way. So you look prior to 2012, you know, respectable movies, he's doing indies, He's doing some mainstream stuff. Some of it works, like 13 Going on 30, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Some of them don't. He's doing Zodiac, of course, which is probably his piece de resistance. Kids are all right. He's doing interesting stuff. Shutter Island. He's working with good directors. It's all this good stuff. And then, boom, 2012 happens. And then after 2012, the large, large majority of his oeuvre is Marvel. And you guys know how I feel about Marvel. It's just, it's it's not cinema, as, as Scorsese has said. And I would agree with them. And I think it's really hurt Hollywood. I mean, I don't think it's hurt their bank accounts, for sure. I mean, they make tons of money off these movies. But in terms of just the quality of cinema, we've over-relied on these movies. And I like to see them go the way of the musical and go away. And I wish musicals didn't go away, because when musicals come come around here and there. We actually like them. Like, oh, musicals are nice, especially when they're not animated like Mary Poppins, when Emily Blunt did Mary Poppins. So you look after 2012, it's just a bunch of, just all Marvel. And and look, yes, early in that run, which I would say, you know, his peak is probably, I would say from Zodiac 2007 to about 2015, because that's spotlight. He's just starting the MCU run. He's just starting at that point, but after Spotlight, you look at the last eight years. It's just essentially has been all MCU. He's been sucked into the vortex of the MCU, and I wonder if there's part of him that is just like I don't know. Like I, I wonder about this with Downey Jr. I, May and I talked about this on the episode. Have they already reached their peak? Have these actors like Robert Downey Jr., who I think is more talented than Ruffalo? I've just gotten so fat and complacent off of MCU that they're just like, yeah, you know, now now that our characters are gone, especially with Downey Jr. and Iron Man, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, do I really want to act? I'm so rich, and you know, they'll do movies here and there like Robert Downey Jr. But I wonder if it's if it's like you, know, you just get so sucked in and you make so much money, or you so you so get identified with that role. And I think you just kind of lose a lot of the age that you have when you're younger. He's in his mid-50s. He doesn't need to do any more work. He's made tons of money. He also does a lot of video game voices. And I'm like, you are Mark Ruffalo, buddy. Come on. I mean, you are higher than Paul Rudd. Come on, Mark Ruffalo. You don't need to be doing video games. So I hold out hope for you that things will change. You have some stuff coming on post production he's got a movie Mickey 17 to drama sci-fi don't know what it's about he has a television miniseries all the light we cannot see he's doing one episode of that we won't count that he's doing a movie called poor things the incredible tale and fantastical evolution of bella baxter a young woman brought to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist dr godwin baxter well you know he doesn't even play Godwin Baxter, so he's doing supporting there. And, I mean, Avengers Secret Wars, he's in development for that. Newsflash is pre-production. You know, In Newsflash, it's 1963, CBS Newsman Walter Cronkite is given the task of reporting on live television about President John F. Kennedy's assassination in Texas. I do remember that. He takes off the glasses and all that. And he plays not Walter Cronkite. He plays Don Hewitt. So, we'll see what happens with Ruffalo. I think I think it's just kind of sad. This is one of the casualties of the MCU. You see some of these other actors that have been in it who I think will rebound fine and have a career. You look at someone like Adam Driver, right? Adam Driver, we did an episode early on, I think is is along with Joaquin Phoenix, probably Joaquin Phoenix more. He's the best American actor under the age of 40. I think, I think Driver's 40. You think of Driver early on, he's Kylo Ren, but... Now, when you think of Driver, he's done so much of a variety of roles, like a Marriage Story, for example, and a bunch of other stuff. He's in so much of a variety of roles, he's no longer thought of as just Kylo Ren. And we'll see who's coming out of the MCU, who's just always going to be remembered for that role. So, up there, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, will they will they break out of that? Like, ScarJo, I don't think will always be remembered as Black Widow, because she had work before that, and she's done interesting work somewhat interesting work after that. But it'd be interesting to see who in this MCU is always going to be known for that role. And Ruffalo needs to do, he's only in his mid-50s or so, he needs to do a good 10 years of just going back to the indie work. Do the Colin Farrell. Just do a bunch of interesting movies with good directors, even if it's smaller roles. Maybe you can get a couple more Academy Award nominations. I'm really shocked that you have three. But I, I, I'm surprised you have three. But do that. you got You got to stop doing the Disney the Disney stuff. Just stop the MC. Just get away. You don't need the paycheck. Just get away and stop doing this stuff. Just stop doing this garbage. And I think in 10, 15 years, if you go back to doing interesting work, then you won't be remembered as only the Hulk. The Hulk will be certainly away, like 10 of your movies, but you will be remembered for other things. So that's my advice to you, Mark Ruffalo. I do think you have talent. And I, I just think you've kind of lost your bearings and lost your compass and you need to go back and just just say no, as Nancy Reagan used to say to Marvel. Guys, I'll post a poll, what you think about our boy Ruffalo. And please rate and review on Spotify or Apple. It just helps with the algorithm. There's a link for PayPal to make a donation in the episode notes. And also there's a link to the website which hosts all of the eclectico Gregorio feeds. But the best way to catch them, of course, is on Apple or Spotify. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.